Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Metaverse Podcast. I am Ed, and I am Matt. We ended up being a little bit busy last week. We might, we might, we might have missed a little. We might have missed a week. I don't think anybody noticed. I don't think anybody really listened last week. Anyway, we we gotta we gotta restart our streak. We're we're back to zero. That is true, but we got some great stuff to talk about today. We've got new information about the Steam Deck. Valve tweeted that all of the current orders will come out this year. Which, that's got to be a lot. Well, no. So, th- um, that that's what's kind of interesting about it. Um, so, the thing is, originally, so I ordered in, I reserved in October of last year. And I was originally, all it said was after Q3 of this year. And... Um, some of the people that were tracking, you know, there were, there were some tools people were using where you would say, uh, when you order, when you reserved yours and they were predicting when you would be able to get yours. Based yeah. Kind on, of like, yeah. Kind of like the EVGA, uh, graphics card queue and things right, like that. Like they were right. just like third party, like, like Reddit threads where like people had like a, a Google sheet where they were keeping track. Yep. And, uh, so my original order was, I think it was like October 17th, 2021. And uh, I used the tool at one point and I think it said I wasn't supposed to, in theory, I would have been able to order in January of next year. Um, but this week, I don't remember, this past week, I don't remember what day, I think it was just a couple days ago. Valve said that they've overcome a lot of their supply chain issues and that all existing orders would be out this year so most people who were in the after q3 bracket were bumped up to q3 um including including me so that's july through september uh the interesting thing and and i i think some people suspected this a while ago um a lot of the orders like it was only a few weeks ago that Valve actually finished all of the orders that were reserved on day one. So yeah, but it that's going to be like, that's going to be the biggest number. Yes, exactly. So if you were to like graph out when all of the orders came in, day one would be all the way up here, and then it just go. It looked like this. It would just be a, a sharp decline. Um, so they've they've actually gotten through most of the day one reservation or all of the day one reservations. Yeah, at this I can point. see I can see pretty much like the first week had the most orders out of any week since launch. Yes, but then I'm sure there were like spikes when certain people made like a YouTube video saying how great it is or something. But yeah, so here's the thing: I originally ordered the 649, uh, the the 512 gig model, and um, at the time I was thinking, well you know go big or go home i guess and uh i i kind i kind of came to regret that like when the reviews came out um not just because it seemed like it was more it seemed like the 399 model was a great deal plus uh you know once it got in people's hands it came out that the m.2 slot is on the 64 gig model so you can actually buy a drive and you can uh upgrade the storage throw the drive right in there yep um, and so I, I had slightly come to regret it at the time you could get, um, there was this one 500 gig cause it's an M.2 2230 slot. So it's, it's 30 millimeters long 
versus a traditional N.2 drive, which is 80. Um, and there was one like five, there aren't many drives in that form factor, but there was one 500 gig drive, which you could get um, for around $50, $60 at the time. So in theory, you could get, you could buy the 399 model. And if you just put 50 or $60 into it and then put the drive in, which requires disassembling it, of course, then you would get a, you know, you'd get the storage of the $650 model, but for around 450 so 450 460 ish um the yeah, only think... thing you wouldn't get go ahead go ahead go the only thing you wouldn't get was the anti-glare screen that's exclusive to the 650 model right i think though the steam deck is the kind of device where because of it becoming more widespread 30 millimeter m.2 ssds are going to become more common well, because so here's the th- here's OEMs the thing, already use a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, yes. Dell throws them in their you know their uh, XPS desktops and things like that. Yes, so they might start well, releasing them or, or using or whoever's making here, them could start Ed, releasing here, them. Here's for the consumers. thing. Here's the thing. I was just looking for that same model that was twenty to th- uh, that was around fifty sixty bucks. I was looking for that model yesterday because. I was wondering if it would, you know, if you could still find it. That there's there was only one that I could find before, and that same one is now being scalped. On, oh, sure. So you can't currently find the 500 gig drive for a reasonable price, but there were a plethora of uh, 250 gig drives available um, in the 35 to 40 to 45 dollar price range. So yeah. I mean, so if you have even, to, you could start with that, and then yes, down the you line, could. I'm and sure. That, and that's yeah, and that's really not too bad, given that even the 256 gig model is, uh, you know, 530 dollars. So you're still only looking at like a 400, 430, 440 dollar uh, total, and you're getting the only increase, the only upgrade with the 529 dollar Steam Deck is that 256 gig drive so um you you can get that for you know 430 440 bucks um so that that's really not too bad uh in but but anyway so here's the thing ed i originally so i i came to kind of regret having reserved the 650 dollar one the 512 gig model and um Mostly because I just I didn't think it was quite worth six hundred fifty dollars. I wanted the anti glare screen. That was the main thing, um, but it, I kind of I, I stopped thinking it was worth it. And I considered quite some time ago canceling that and re reserving the three ninety nine model. And I wish I had because if I knew, like I thought that would just put me really far back. I thought that that would put me into like a late twenty twenty three order. Um, and I was wrong, but so I didn't do it and I thought maybe I'd buy it. Maybe I wouldn't, I wasn't sure, but I was just gonna, I was going to keep my reservation since the announcement this past week, I decided to, to go ahead and do that. So I canceled my, uh, 512 gig and I re-reserved the, um, the base model, the, yeah. the, the base model. And I am in the, I'm, I'm now in Q4 um which is still great people who are reserving today will still get it this year i mean that that's fine i'm not in a rush but um 
you know, I if if I had if I had made that swap months ago, like I originally thought, maybe I'd still be in quarter three, um, which could be interesting. But yeah, I just the thing was the anti glare screen since you can upgrade the storage and also it takes SD cards and you can get a 500 gig SD card although they're not as fast. Um, when you when they're on sale, you can get those for 50 bucks too, 50 60 bucks. Um, the anti-glare screen I was originally interested in, but then I thought like, I'm never going to use this outside. I'm never going to be sitting outside using this. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would never see myself. The last time I, I brought a device outside was probably with you many years ago <laughs> in, in, in fifth grade, in fifth grade when we played, <laughs> when we would meet up in the, yeah. in the neighborhood and trade Pokemon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean it's the same for me. I like back in the good old uh, DS days. I I had every once in a while, like when we'd we'd go places or like, um, you know, my parents would make make me watch like my older brother's baseball games. Um, but that was around that same time. So, so yeah, it, it's not something I've done either. So, uh, so maybe you yeah, should, maybe I you should take the Steam Deck to some like random kid little league games. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea, Ed. Um, but I think I'll pass. It'll it'll just be like a a, a flashback to a um, a simpler time. But you know, just just uh, to give you an idea, I I it also um, somebody pointed out to me that you can also buy an anti glare screen protector, which I'm assuming you could probably get for fifteen twenty dollars. Um, so the thing is, thanks well, to you, wait, Ed, I Matt, actually I got you a screen protector. You did. It's not anti-glare though. I looked yeah. well, just I, yesterday when I, I swapped I, the orders. Yeah. I also got it like before we, you know, before it was yeah, before it was even out. Before it even got shipped. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean the thing is like I, it, you also got me the SD card. So since I already have the SD card and I'm not, I don't like play a lot of games anyway. I figured I'll get the one for three ninety nine because I think the one for three ninety nine is a good deal for what it is. And I'll have enough storage to start. And I'll probably, I honestly, Ed, I probably won't even bother putting in an SSD. Um, I don't care about the slower speed of the flash storage or an SD card that much. Wait, it's not going to bother me too much. With testing, it's actually not that different. It's not. I think it. it there. It depends on the game. Yeah, of course. The boot time. The boot time for the system is a little bit slower, though. I think. I don't remember if it said twelve percent slower or twelve seconds slower. But I read something with the number twelve. Um, well, twelve percent, twelve bit seconds is a big difference when you're talking about like the five second yeah. boot time of the SSD. No, no, no I, I know, but, but either that's way, still, that's I just, still like, like it's still going to boot in less than twenty seconds. I, at that yeah, point, I, yeah, I just I don't really care. Um, not it, it's not worth the price increase. If I need more storage for games, I'll just get an SD card. Maybe I'll do the drive upgrade. Um, when they become more the widely available, it'll be yeah. a no brainer to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure but, Valve uh, will come out with something, you know, at, the, but at this Ed, point. So, Ed, this is actually the thing that bothers me the most. It's not the anti... It's n So, this is the thing that bothers me the most about not getting the $650 model, and you'd never guess what it is. It's not the SSD, I think and I it's know not the anti-glare screen. Is it the carrying well, case? <laughs> well, yes, it's about the case. <laughs> okay. It's virtually the same case. But only the case that comes with the $650 uh, uh, Steam Deck has a space 
for the charger in the case. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah. I, I knew it. I didn't even know the the lower models came with a case. I thought that was exclusive to the 650 model. It has a different case, a slightly different case, which oh. looks different and has a spot for the charger. But the cheaper models, they come with the case, but it doesn't have a spot for the charger. That makes me so mad. Well, <laughs> it really does. But you also... Oh, well, you it's not worth $250, but it still bothers me. I'm sure you could find the case. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably just like third-party cases that might even be a little better. I'm not. For that. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy a separate case just for the charger. Yeah, because it, it, also, it is still just. It's a generic USB. That's what charger. I was going to say. But the thing so, is, you have an iPhone, so it's not like you just carry on one charger for everything. Yeah, but I mean, the iPhone uses Lightning. Unless that was what that's you what meant. I'm saying. So you can't. Yeah. just have one charger. So it's, but carrying around a USB-C cable like. It's not the you have more you probably have more devices that use it too. Yeah, but it's also the the um the power adapter. You need that too. Well, Which, you could have the same power adapter for your iPhone and the Steam. Deck. Not if I need to charge both devices at the same time. Get one with two, I mean, get look, one with Ed, two ports ulti- on it, man. Come on. Ultimately, Ed, I don't care that much. Like it's again, it's not worth two hundred fifty dollars. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. That's definitely true. I just when I read that, I I just can't believe that that's a sacrifice you have to make to buy the cheaper model. Yeah. Could, I mean, could they really not keep the same pocket in the case? Matt, I I splurged a little bit ago, a couple, a few weeks ago, uh, and I got a high end um, wall adapter for like my phone charger. Why? Well, because when I'm at work and I'm in like I, I work in a control room, there's only three places for me to plug things in, and they're very spaced apart. And if there's a situation where I'm watching something on my tablet and my tablet's gonna die. And my phone also needs to charge, and I'm usually using my phone at the same time. I don't want them to like. I don't have to like figure out a way to plug it in different places and then stretch all into the middle of the room or something. So, so, so what what made this worth it? Does it have multiple ports on it? Or? Yes. So not only is it multiple ports, but I I have. Uh, Are they each twenty watts or thirty five watts? I have a Volta charging cable. I ended up getting the Volta Spark when it came out. Which is a 100 watt USB C cable, or you are not USB C, 100 watt cable with different magnetic tips. So, and I feel like you don't make enough money <laughs> for this. That was it. That, that that cable is only like 30 bucks, and it's like six. It, no, no, thirty dollars for a cable. No, and it's it's really long, and it's 100 watts, so it's future proof. That's right. what I, the reason right. I got it is when more devices start using higher power delivery standards or like higher wattage power delivery, I'll already have the cable. And then I was like, well, I want to leverage this. I mean, I spent, a, I, I think I spent almost as much money on a Samsung adapter for just having super fast charging with that cable. I got mm-hmm. one of Anchor's gallium nitrate chargers, 100 watt max power delivery. It has two USB-C ports and a USB type A, if I ever want to use some kind of legacy cable or device. So theoretically, it could also charge like my AirPods on the third one. But then I got a, a third party uh ed magsafe charger with a wireless charger for the airpods oh too but ed, ed i'm curious you mentioned a tablet what tablet do you have did you buy an ipad no 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 no. uh okay i have a a galaxy tab s7 s the s7 okay. plus i got it uh late last year i because i thought i i remember you mentioning you got your sister got one right my sister had a tab s7 and she's had one for oh, a while okay I ended okay. up, and I kind of, I really liked, like, I really liked the stylus to it, and 
I was thinking I don't want to have to use a paper notebook in Calc 2. Especially when so, the class was like, it was technically hybrid. So if I was like going to be at home, I don't yeah. want to have to use the paper notebook. I got a tablet. So, I got, I got, I found the Tab S7 Plus on eBay being sold by or by Samsung for a super cheap price. I basically paid the same I price love, my sister did for the lower model. I love when companies have their own eBay stores. Nintendo used to have one. They shut it down. Uh, they were selling refurbished like 2DSs for 50 bucks. Best Buy has an eBay store too where they, they sell open box stuff. I love when companies have their own eBay yeah. stores. So, they they usually have really good deals on them. Yeah, I know. I paid, I think I might have paid 500 which is like, my yeah, my sister got the Tab S7 back when they were still kind of newer. I got the Tab S7 Plus for slightly less than she paid for that model. But, but Ed, I have to ask, okay? Since then, you've switched to iPhone. Are Recently, you... I got it. No, I'm not getting. I'm not going to get an iPad. So, um, you're still using the Tab S7. Like, yep. does it does it does it bother you? Because I used I I previously had an Android tablet with an iPhone, like you, and um, I found the usability of the Android tablet to be tablet to be severely hindered by the fact that I didn't have access to the things on my phone. Like my messages didn't synchronize my photos. I had a separate, you know. Well, I only use the tablet at this point for media consumption. So I, so, I mean, and that's fine. So the thing is, here's here's my thing. I I personally I don't need my messages on my tablet. I don't because like that. Right. I feel like the tablet is different. I don't want messages on. There. Right, right. So that's what I thought initially, and I was also using my tablet for specific things, and then I thought. Like, if I'm home, right, and I have both devices on me, why not just have them do that? Like, why would I not, like, why would I not just want the tablet around? I'll use it for the tablet-specific stuff, and then I'll also be able to do what my phone does without having to have my phone next to me. I, I and that's why. And that's why I got an iPad, an, an iPad mini. Um, I understand that, but I'm also someone who very much uh i don't want to be i don't want to get so i don't want to say something too unpopular be too harsh about this but i really do not like ios personally i do not like the interface or how it functions and i don't want to have i kind of have like a sort of like love hate relationship with my phone where like it's very nice looking and it functions like the i've never had a slowdown or any issue with the hardware but the software I really don't like using, and I don't want so, that experience with my tablet too. Ed, here's the thing: I've been using iOS for uh, eight years. I got my starting with the iPhone 4s, which I was a hand-me-down from my from my dad in 2014, uh, and then I had a 5s, a 7, a 10, and now a 12. And um, so here's the thing: over that time, like I I've grown to not particularly like ios i don't dislike it um but i think of it mostly as a tool you know so i don't really and my experience using android specifically samsung one ui i can't stand one ui i think everything is cluttered um i just i don't i don't like one ui i don't care about the extra customization because i don't want to waste time customizing things because it's just a tool it does what i need it to do so um, for me, the way that I look at it is like, I don't particularly like iOS. I also don't particularly like One UI. 
and Google Pixels are notorious for issues. Um, and so, like, I'm fine with, uh, you know, I'm fine with just, I'm, I'm fine with iOS seeing it for what it is, which is a tool. Um, and I appreciate that, like, my phone and my iPad can do the exact same things. So when I'm home, I can just do whatever on my iPad. And then, um, you know, when I go somewhere, just it just picks up right on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, but like, I only use the the tablet. I used it for one class in school. I literally, I, I mean, I'm. It's weird to think I literally bought the tablet just to be a notebook and calculus. I had no well, other intention yeah. for it. And now it's just a second screen. Like when I'm in bed, instead of having to turn on my TV, I just have the tablet there. Or like when I'm at work, I could download a bunch of stuff on my tablet and then not have to worry about using data while I'm at work. Like or hotspot well, the, data. The other thing is like I um I in my second year or no, it was my first year, spring semester of my first year, I switched my laptop to a two in one. Because I thought that I'd want to take notes digitally. And I hated the experience of taking notes digitally. I much prefer just regular uh, pencil and paper. See, you um, didn't have the great experience of the Tab S7 stylus. <laughs> no, I and, and I think that's part of it. I had a Lenovo 2-in-1. I hated the 2-in-1 experience because it wasn't a detachable keyboard. It flipped around and it's awkward to feel uh, yeah, the I, keys. Yeah, I know what back. you mean. I felt I that with Chromebooks that. that we used in, in like school and yep. things like that um and uh I, I you know but the thing is i think that's also kind of swayed me away from using tablets for that purpose too um and i have the ipad mini now and uh i think the the size of the ipad mini is perfect uh, a lot of people would would want bigger screens but for ios it's not like multitasking is really feasible even with a bigger screen um so I I appreciate the iPad Mini. I've thought about getting an Apple Pencil just to try the note taking experience again, but um, I think you you'd know, like it. Well, wh- I okay, might. Well, what did you not like about taking notes on the Lenovo? Was it like was it well, anything to do with like the latency from pen to stroke? No, or? no, it wasn't even. It wasn't even that writing was bad. I'm really not like too particular about that. I had the. I had the Lenovo at the time had two generations of their pencil. I bought the first generation one because it was cheaper Um, and it was totally fine. I hated the applications. I used uh, Microsoft OneNote. I, oh, that's a a, lot of people. OneNote kind of sucks. A lot of people love OneNote. I really can't stand it. I think I couldn't get it to work for me. The interface is just too complicated. The, um, it's it's just not intuitive. Like when you want to expand the page, I would find myself writing uneven in terms of size. Like I'd write big and then I'd zoom out and then I'd start writing smaller on uh because I needed more space, but one but it zoomed out my te- like it just it was awkward. No, the interface yeah. was weird. Tra- like keeping track of all the notes. Some people really love OneNote. I know a lot of people um in my organization at work use OneNote. And they, they love it. But I, I personally, like, the digital note-taking experience I just found to be lackluster. I don't know if it's better on the iPad in the regular uh, Notes app. I don't even love the Notes app that much. Again, it's kind of that it's a tool. Like, I'll jo- like I, I'll type out some notes really quick if I need to. But that's, that's the other thing. I mean, yeah. I know you said you don't particularly like One UI uh, from Samsung. Yeah. I, I, I really actually enjoy... I mean, I but I I used One UI from, well, like I think like 2014 to lat until 2021. So, 
but and I, and I still use it, it with the tablet, you know. So it's still it's still I, I, I think, UI, but everything seems I think it's everything pretty. Feels, everything feels more. Everything feels like it's in the exact place I expect it to be, and it's not only because I used it for so long. Really, I see. I when I started using it on the tablet, I had a Galaxy Tab A7, and my experience was that nothing was where I expected it to be. Um, because there's two of everything. Because Samsung tries to inject their garbage. I mean, okay, it's not necessarily garbage, but it's annoying that you know. I, and I, if I'm not mistaken, you can uninstall the Samsung stuff. You could disable the app. Where like. Yeah. It, it will no. See, it delete. No, no. It deletes all of its data, and just kind of like hides it, like in the applications, like settings menu. It it doesn't take up any space, and it's not on the home screen. It's not like you can't. It it's just, essentially uninstalling them. But there's there's it's it really just easy to really get Really bothered me. Like I I would download all of my apps through the Google Play Store, but then like in the note taking apps, okay, I'd have to choose between Samsung or Google, or the note would save to the wrong account or things like that. I just didn't like samsung shoving their stuff down my throat yeah, the only yeah i guess the i i do agree that it's a pain when i would like when i go to update like the notes app or the the file explorer app or anything like that it would mm. open like a galaxy store kind of like interface to update it and then i think if i yeah. went back the, if i went the wrong way when exiting out of it it would just open the regular galaxy store and i well, i didn't well, want here's... to have to look at that Here's the other thing, like all of the Samsung apps would update through the Galaxy Store, but all of my other apps would update through the Google Play Store. And if the updates weren't happening frequently enough, I, you know, I, I maybe needed to tweak it a little bit more and, and set like a specific update time. But, uh, you know, if I was going to manually do updates, I had to go to two different places. And the thing is, I didn't even care about updating the Samsung apps, but I wanted you know, I I want I keeping everything up to yeah, date. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I was I was able to. I never really had to update them that often because, and I would only know if they had an update available if in the top corner I had like a little marker next to the the three dots in the corner. There'd be a little mark, and it'd be like, oh, update your app. Okay, I don't have to go into the. I didn't have to find the Galaxy Store app to update the app. The app would let me know there was a new version available. But I actually like I enjoyed a lot of Samsung's apps. A lot of Samsung st uh, stock apps, like the Note, I think Samsung Notes might be the best smartphone Notes app. At least the one that the maybe, best that I've used. So here's the thing: I maybe I should have given it a shot. However, I was already using Google stuff, and That's I fair. still had my iPhone, and I was using Apple stuff, and I have a Windows PC, which means I have to also synchronize with Windows to an extent. Oh, then just use OneNote. Just. No, <laughs> um, and I tried that. I tried that. Um, you know what I do? Because I, I don't even download the iCloud uh, application on my PC. I go to the iCloud website if I really need to access something from my phone. But um, I don't know. It's just I just hate having to <laughs> like. <laughs> can I can I tell you something I hate? Well, I'll let you finish what? your thought. No, 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 no. I'm go ahead. OK, iCloud doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. Nothing I do works. I So iCloud really, I'm going to be honest, I think it really only works well if you use a Mac, and I'm not buying a Mac. So well, like, okay. I, well, I get I have, that. I have the Mac Mini on me still. It's just not plugged in. I, I should probably maybe look I, that up and look at it. I have been really tempted at different times to buy a Mac Mini. Um, I mean, I've got like the Mac Mini that I just used as a server. 
Right. That's from like 2011 as a core two duo in it. It's it's a beast. Nice. But I since I inst or since I set up my iPhone when I got it last what like October whenever the hell I got it. I have gotten the notification that my iCloud storage is almost full every single day and it would take over a part of my screen every single day. I'd open the settings app and something would expand at the top and it would be like, yo, your iCloud storage is almost full. I'm like, I don't care. Stop. And I only get it to go away for more, no more than a day at a time. And then now it's like, oh, your iCloud storage is completely full. I don't care about backing up my phone. I have nothing on my phone that needs to be backed up. I It's only used for phone calls and text messages. And at this point, you know, like if I lose the messages, big deal. Mm-hmm. I tried, uh, I went into the iCloud settings or in the settings for iCloud and I was like, don't save, don't save messages to iCloud. I was like, I unchecked it and it was like, do you want to delete? Yes. Delete all messages from iCloud. It's like, all right, we'll do that. And then the next day, Hey, your iCloud storage is full. Messages never got deleted. Why not? It's like, Oh, we can't, you, your, your photos aren't backed up. It's like, I don't have like, I have like 15 photos on this phone. I don't take photos. All my photos are just random screenshots that I've sent to people. No, why I, like is iCloud so much in my ass? I I get it, and the problem is the problem is there's no real way to manage it. Like Apple just lets it do whatever it wants in the background. You can't really access the files directly, um, and it and it is a, it, it it is a problem, and that's why <laughs> every yes, single I, day your iPhone's not backed up. What do you want me to back <laughs> up? The fact that I have apps downloaded everything is saved in like different clouds if i need it yeah no and and that's why i i only pretty much use it i have most things on icloud turned off um except for photos messages and i actually i i think i use google notes i i'm logged in with my uh google account so that my notes i can see them on my computer um but it is a it is a problem icloud is not a replacement for any of the other cloud management things and that's why like i keep google drive installed on my phone in case i need to like access a document on you know on the go yeah i have to somebody I, or something i have one but that's it i think i tried using OneNote. For, like, yeah don't one bother thing. well no it actually like <laughs> it it synced okay between like my tablet and my phone but i, tr- I think i tried yeah. using it for like a couple like to-do lists just to, for myself and then i found a way better app um, yeah, I, I, and, and that's why, again, like, I use my phone for its specific purpose, Um, you know, I, and I don't, I don't depend on iCloud at all. I don't like the fact that everything is so restricted and locked down. Apple's implementation is bad. So, I only use OneDrive to synchronize documents between my Windows computers. I store all of my important stuff in Google Drive, which I can access from any device, Um. And then iCloud is only for things specific to my iPhone and iPad, photos and messages, pretty much. So yeah, and backups. And then, and then honestly, the most one of the most annoying things I've had to deal with with just usability of the iPhone is not having like a usable file system, like or like not See, having like a usable like no. I, I get that, especially like, and, which, from Android. Which I know I knew this was the case. I knew it was not easy to like access just files in the in the iphone but like i would save a, a 
decent. I didn't realize how much like I, PDFs and random files I would save to my phone and just to have and use in certain situations that I just can't use the iPhone for because I can't like save the file to a folder. See, and again, that's why I say like I just don't bother with that stuff on my phone, and I'm fine with that. It really does bother me that I need like three different cloud systems to you know synchronize everything across every device but there's really no way to get around that that's yeah. uh <laughs> i also i also wasn't gonna like i'm not gonna pay for any cloud system right you right know, i don't the, either all the photos i care about i took with older phones and they're on google photos from before they made it count against your mm-hmm. drive storage so i've got a lot of photos and a lot of videos that just don't count toward my storage and it's like cool I, I was lucky for that. Future generations won't have that, but I, I still have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking any new photos. And if I do, they're small enough to fit on Google Drive or something. Maybe I'll try Amazon Photos. I don't know. Yeah. I it, You know, it, it sucks that this is the way that it is. Because, you know, we're tech people, so we understand it and we can work around it. People who aren't tech people... Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can because I used to work in electronic sales, but like this stuff is frustrating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And like, again, one one good thing came out of it personally for me is that my screen time on my phone is way lower than it would be with an Android phone because I don't want yeah. to use it. I mean, you <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'd say that's a good thing because personally, again, like I spend like my job is working on computers, looking at screens. So I spend as as little. I try to spend as little time on my phone. Yeah, I mean, I don't and, mind and looking tablet. at screens all day. Like looking at screens, I'm fine with. But looking at my phone, I'm more tempted to look at like social media, where I'm just gonna waste time and not get anything out of it. Because it's just not something that I've ever I've ever cared to do. That's weird. My uh, my PC says I have no internet access, but you're. You I, still, I still I still hear you. <laughs> yeah uh did it like switch over to wi-fi or something it is on wi-fi right now <laughs> I, i'm using a switch and the switch isn't connected to my router oh <laughs> <laughs> but i am on wi-fi okay um, so you haven't had it i'll just i'll leave it alone time. i'll leave it alone until yeah, we're done i was wondering like usually like if it switches from ethernet to wi-fi like there's a bit of a hitch in the like the video yeah, or yeah. audio stream but well I bought a switch recently because I've I've been getting into a lot of um you know I've been getting into a lot of uh just working on networking stuff and learning about networking stuff um since I do a lot of it at work so now I'm I'm trying to like there's only so much I can learn at like I can I can learn about it at work but when you're working in a production environment you can't tinker you have to do your task and then if you tinker and break something, you you messed up. That's your job, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, you're totally right. Um, so that's why I bought a switch, and I've been I've been kind of uh, starting to to get into that and and doing different configurations on ports and um. So so, but apparently, <laughs> uh, I had everything unplugged for a while. Um, that uh sent for a couple of days because I wasn't working on it and um. I, I haven't I haven't isolated networks or anything, so I didn't want it uh, connected to my router when I wasn't using it. Uh, and apparently, I <laughs> I forgot to plug it in before we did this. Yeah, good thing I have that uh, w- w- uh, Wi-Fi card. 
in my i the only reason i have a wi-fi card in my pc for a while i wasn't hardwired um but i kept the wi-fi card in because uh bluetooth gives me bluetooth yeah that's the only reason i have one yeah yeah because I, 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 the only thing I, well, I have a keyboard that I have connected to my PC. It's a Bluetooth keyboard and it has a, like, you can connect three different devices to it at once. And it has a, um, has a slot to put my iPad in. So there's a switch to switch between your devices. So I have my iPad sitting on the keyboard beneath my monitor. And what I can do is while I'm using my PC, like if somebody texts me, I can really quick hit the switch on the keyboard, switch to my uh um switch to the iPad to my iPad, find, yeah. reply to the message, and then switch it back to the PC. So um I love stuff like that. that. Yeah, it, I, I, I've really I've really appreciated it. I'll send you a picture of the setup later so you can see. Um but then there's that and then I also connect my Xbox controller with Bluetooth. I actually have the or uh, version one of the Xbox One controller adapter, which still works. Oh, the adapter! I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say of the controller, yeah. and I was like, give it day one I, controller. Yeah, no, Why do you have that? <laughs> no, I have the adapter, um, and that still works. But it's annoying to use that when I have Bluetooth. So I do the keyboard and the Xbox controller, and I, I really like the setup. The same. Yeah, and I really well. There is one key difference when you're connected with the Xbox controller over Bluetooth. The audio. The he- the uh, headphone jack on the controller doesn't work over Bluetooth. Oh, I never would have even thought of using that when I'm using my PC. So I liked using it in the past because I only use wired headsets and what I can keep the wire when it's plugged into the bottom of the controller. The wire is like really contained. Yeah, it's much you know, closer to you. Yeah. Um, but I just, it, it, it wasn't worth using the adapter, especially since I have to make use of Bluetooth anyway, cause I paid for the, <laughs> this Wi-Fi card. Yeah. I think the um, only reason it would be useful is if you had like something go into like your TV and you wanted to sit on your couch. Right, right. Yeah. And that, that is definitely, um, in, that's why I actually, I do have the adapter. I have a PC, uh, sitting next to my TV right now, um, using the first processor I ever bought, my Core i3-6100. I'm actually going to be configuring that as a uh, streaming PC to stream from my main to the TV. Oh, um, nice. Like for like Parsec or some kind of or Steam link or something? Uh, pro- probably Steam and, and some other stuff. I haven't figured out exactly how, what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. Um, On a local network, they all they all work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I want to see if there's any kind of customization I can do to the network, like with the port on the switch that connects to that computer to maybe like, you know, just more more tinkering I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll probably use the Xbox adapter for that because that'll be really nice for that. Yeah, headset. that's that's such that's um, a perfect, perfect use case for it. But but thankfully, my my headset has a really long cord. I'm actually using the headset because it it has it. You, you can um it has like a short cord attached to it, but it has an extension you can plug into your computer. I'm actually using it right now for these earbuds. It's basically just, just, just basically just an, o- an aux extension. Yep. But you could, yep. but it and essentially it, makes the headset detachable like really easily like that. I like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so the, it, 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 I, I, I like the, the setup I, I currently have going. Yeah. I, I getting a Wi-Fi card for Bluetooth was like the best thing I could have ever done. And the and the Wi-Fi card has its uses outside of the the PC sometimes. Like if I'm using a second PC for like tinkering with a, a friend or something, I get slotted in there for Wi-Fi. But like yeah, when we well, record, I'm using AirPods. When 
I, I, I'm using like an Xbox controller or, or a DualSense, which I also have. And I usually wire those at this point, but it's just nice. The to thing have. is, I'm really fortunate because like um, in my area, I get really, really good uh, internet speeds. Um, so my plan is 200 megabits per second. I get 350 when I'm wired. Yeah. Yeah. My plan, I get with my family's plan because I still live at home not not rich we know uh, it you've you've said it on the podcast before everybody not, knows you're not rich <laughs> uh we get 400 megabit nice because uh, like the, it's the, surprising well, it was only three tiers it was either 100 400 or a gig and we would have gotten yeah because it wasn't that ex- it was a gigabit wasn't that expensive but there's a 200 hundred dollar activation fee with spectrum oh. that's just yeah. them pressing a button well we have well a couple our modem is capable of doing gigabit but we'd have to pay 200 dollars for them to check a box on their right on their service most most modems today can do a gigabit yeah um, i think you only need doxis 3.0 you don't even need 3.1 to do a gigabit i think 3.1 goes up to 10 gigabit yeah so uh, but um no, what's surprising to me is you obviously oh, you know yeah. I'm, I'm I pay for, pretty, I, pay, like, I was gonna say I pay for four hundred megabit and I get like four fifty to four seventy. Oh really? Yeah. You pay for four hundred. Wow. Um, it might you know, actually like, be paying. I'm, I might actually be paying for like three fifty or three eighty, and then I'm get pretty, over four hundred. You know, I'm pretty like inner city, so I was surprised. I have like a I have a pretty stable like I have a really stable connection in my area. We're actually like Spectrum is actually getting a competitor. Verizon has been gradually. Um, coming in very nice there's a lot of people in the area switching to verizon i i'll like just because my my spectrum um isn't that expensive and i get like what i get like a almost what like a 75 percent increase <laughs> over the speed i pay for so i have really no issues with spectrum um yeah i mean but since but competition is always nice when we grew up with time warner cable before they, and then they merged with Charter to form Spectrum and a couple yeah. other companies. Yeah. Since the merger, I honestly have had such little downtime with my internet service that I, I really can't complain. Right? You know, I hate the company. They still are kind. Of, they're still pretty, uh, pretty bad company overall in terms of like some of the stuff, especially like at New York State where they are taking all this money from the state to expand to rural areas and then not doing it. Yeah, and then just yeah. dodging lawsuits anyway it's it's terrible they should be giving people in rural areas especially like new york state is a lot of a lot more rural area than people think like mm-hmm. from our hometown you drive 10 minutes in any direction and it's just farms. oh yeah even i mean even you know even where i am pretty big well it's it's a small city but it's very very dense yeah it's very dense and then 20 minutes you're in the middle of nowhere well, I think like, a lot of cities are like that, but yeah. Well, I mean, a lot but, of them, but it's but still like, like but your it's, big cities. It's extreme. Your in big New York. cities, yeah. Your big cities. You go from like really dense inner city to like really dense small city before you. And, you yeah, know, and, and a lot the, of suburbs and little and little yeah. things, and then yeah, then yep. you get to those. But yeah, like, yeah. New York is still very like it's New York is like pretty close to kind of how Europe is set up, where like it's just big city, a lot of farms, big city, a lot of farms it's yeah i mean in the in the throughway is set up interesting because the the way the highway is basically cut across it's like a like a t-shape right across the state so you go from 
if you go all the way up north, it's from Canada straight down to the city, and then about halfway through, uh, at the intersection, you have the capital. And then if you go west, you'll hit Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. If you go east, you'll hit Massachusetts. Yeah, you hit the Mass um, Turnpike. Yeah. So like it's, yep. but it, it, it being a, it's not really a T. Well, it, I guess it's technically well, not a tea, exactly. But like, I mean, the, but the, that's the, the north south one the general... is only on the east side of the state. That's true. Yeah, and but we live and thing, we but, we grew up in the middle, okay. so getting to the right, city, right. we had to go but all the way the east and all the way south. But think about the shape of the state. Oh, you don't, yeah. Like, like well, the no, state is very the, slanted. Well, and think of the in, population density; it makes so much more sense right, that way. Right. No, and I and, and I think it's it's honestly a, a a decent setup. Some states, like interstates, are very weird. In ours, in New York, we're pretty straightforward. There's a throughway. Which will take you basically anywhere in the state if you follow it, and then you know the the sub highways, uh, if you call them that. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. There's worse. For sure. Like um, Vermont is a mess. I don't know why they don't really have a lot of like. I don't think they have any interstate highways in Vermont. I I was researching this because I was looking at a map. Because if you look at, if you go on Google Maps, look at Vermont and see all of the interstate highways just end in Vermont. And I, I was doing research, but I, I, I got distracted because um, I was I was looking into this the other day. Well, they have one. Because, or, well, I mean. Yeah, they have one. And then one that kind of just like rides up the border of New Hampshire. Right. But that's the thing. It, it basically ends in Vermont. Like ninety one goes up, so ninety one will will go across Vermont, It'll Massachusetts, Canada, yeah. into into Connecticut, but that's it. I, it. I mean, they got eighty nine that brings you to, like, to Burlington. Yeah, that's about it. It's, you know, uh, okay. You know what they 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 do have more. It does look like if you zoom in on Google Maps, it looks like there's more. But like, if you zoom out, a lot of them are like state routes, not like right, states. Right, right. Um, but I mean, Vermont is also really sparsely populated. Like, it's actually one of the least populated states in the country, which you wouldn't yeah. expect being in New England. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's mostly because of the mountains. I mean, <laughs> there's really nothing yeah. there, and a lot of un- you, you, untouched you, landscape. You have to be. You have to be a particular kind of person to like want to live in Vermont. I don't know people. People that I know that live in Vermont really like it. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Vermont. I'm saying that you have to be the kind of person that likes the Vermont lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Because New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, even New Hampshire are very different. New Hampshire, not as much, but like. Um, but definitely Massachusetts, Connecticut, and like the whole tri-state area there. Yeah. 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 Well, this this went off the rails. A little bit. A little bit. So, uh, I think I think we still have time to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to yeah. get to the main topic of the episode, uh, like <laughs> forty-five minutes in. Yeah, go for it. So I wanted to talk about how in in the U.S. at least. We, in terms of smartphones, there are only like three options and three companies that dominate like all of the market share in the U.S. for smartphones, and there's really not any other option. 
Um, and that is uh, Apple. Very much Apple in the US. It's not like that in other parts of the world. Samsung. And then everyone else. Everyone else being like Motorola, Google. And if you could find a way to get like a, a Chinese phone and if you want to trust that, like OnePlus or Xiaomi. Yeah, they were they were big for a little while and they just yeah. died. I OnePlus OnePlus just took the wrong direction. Oh yeah. And everyone I mean, they were the that. first to put they were the first to start with the whole ads in the OS, right? Were they? Yeah, I believe so. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then was that it was, It was and then Carl Pay left OnePlus cuz he knew it ain't it ain't working and made nothing and hopefully nothing phone takes off hopefully they're able to get to the u.s with their future generations of phones because that actually looks like a pretty promising platform it looks yeah, like what, it kinda, looks like what oneplus was i kind of skipped over i mean that was the hope i kind of skipped over a lot of the reviews of the nothing phone i like i mean phones aren't really that was the only the one i really I, watched recently was the nothing reviews i i was paying attention to the pixel 6a which Google messed up. Yeah, they, they messed up big time on that one. Um, and that is... The thing is, back when I was working in sales, I, I knew a lot of older people especially that the Pixel appealed to. I think it was marketed as the simple Android phone, right? And uh, a lot of people, a lot of older people especially, they don't like Apple they think Apple, and, and maybe reasonably so, I'm not, you know, whatever. Um, they don't like Apple. They don't like iPhones. They think that iPhones are, you know, just in completely overblown. It's funny because a lot of them, when I was in sales, a lot of them would switch to iPhones and be like, I can't believe I wasn't using this the whole, yeah. the whole time. Because that's really what's simple for, for people, somebody yeah, who's for, older. For people who I, like, in my family, like my grandmothers and uh other other people like who didn't grow up with smartphones if they never have had a smartphone i'm gonna be like get an iphone yeah and i know it's, it's, it's more easy it's easier to to grasp the the layout of it for someone who's never used one yes and and that was like a lot of a lot of the older customers that i had they very much liked their iphones once they could be convinced to switch but a lot of them are very anti-apple i don't know i think it's kind of a generational thing. i like them um um but the uh so the the google pixel google has always marketed as the simple helpful phone like that's that's almost exactly what their like um their their phrase is and uh it i think that marketing really appealed to a lot of people because and because uh older people would buy android phones because they're anti-apple but then, like we were talking about earlier with Samsung, you have two of everything. Like it's confusing. There's too much going on. My 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 mom and my stepdad both bought Pixels. They hated them, and a lot of people that I helped in sales hated their Pixels because um, I don't know why Google just always messes something up. Something just was all like they've messed something up with every phone except the 4A. I think the 4A was like really solid. Um, but everything else, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, they just can't get it right. Yeah. They and can't I get think, it right. And that's been, that's reflected in their market share being 
less than three percent. Um, you know, and their, you their know, market share never has never been. But it's, it's way know, lower than I expect it to be because I feel like they're like when I think of premier smartphone manufacturers, I'm thinking Apple, Samsung, and Google. But really, Google has lower. Like Motorola is the third. Mm-hmm. And like Lenovo powered phones, I just did not expect that. They're actually their market share has actually grown in like the past year. Uh, I I think that and then um, wait and then Matt supposedly LG's market share has increased. What? Yeah, <laughs> they don't make phones anymore. Yeah, for reference, <laughs> LG stopped manufacturing or designing any new phones. Yeah, like. A year and a half ago, or more than well, more than y- two years ago, I think now. Y- you know what's interesting is I had a lot of older customers who said that their LG phones they really liked, and they were sad. They, <laughs> I had people come in and they were like, "Can I get your latest LG phone?" And I'd be like, "Well, no, there isn't one." And they're like, "What do you mean?" Um, and I'd be like, "Well, they they stopped making phones, and uh, and." They'd be like, but that was the best phone I ever had. <laughs> um, I don't know what they were doing right, but a lot of people that had LG phones were really loyal to them. Um, yeah. I But... Uh, I mean, they were pretty good phones. I, I never, even I never from had like, one. Even from like looking at it as a, a, a very tech-savvy tech person, where I could very clearly tell like Apple and Samsung are doing it better. LG was very, they they were the only ones still trying to innovate when they were, you know, when they were dying, but their phones were, were really solid. I don't know. I Maybe it was the camera I, or. I, I don't know. I don't have any experience with LG phones um, aside from what different customers told me, but I, here's, here's the thing about phones. They've become too good. Matt. You used to have to upgrade your phone all the time. Now you don't. I had I an LG that... phone. You did? My first smartphone was... Or wait, maybe it was... Oh, I have it. I had... you, you keep talking. I had a... Um, I had a non-smartphone LG phone. It was called the LG Extrovert. LG Extrovert 2 was my second phone. Uh, it had a flip-up keyboard and a touchscreen. That was a big deal. It had an awful touchscreen. You had to like press really hard on it. Matt, you got to keep vamping for the audience. No, you can just cut this part out. <laughs> Nice, nice. I had an LG phone. I knew I for some reason my brain like made it made me think it was like Motorola or something like that. Cause I think it's like no no no. Oh, so this is like one of the original LG droids. Remember when Droid was like yeah. the brand? Yeah, I remember. This was like before Droid was like their main thing. This was just the, you know, Ed. As far as like as far as phone brands not really taking off, people are buying less phones. 
Yes. Yeah, that's true. Because people could hold on to the same phone for a long time. Phones have they're able to last a bit longer. No, so what we were so to what we were saying about smartphones, like there used to be so many options when you get a like an Android phone. There was there was Samsung, there was Motorola, there was LG, there was Sony. Sony's still around. It Sony makes amazing phones and nobody buys them. Uh there's there was Nexus, which was the original Google phones. Um, you know, OnePlus popped up at one point. There were other, some Chinese brands that were, you know, not great back then. Today, Apple and Samsung make up 75% of the market share in the U.S. of all smartphones. The other 25% are basically just like a handful of Motorola phones, a handful of OnePlus phones, and the rest are like Google and Xiaomi. Like, it's... And, and, the, and the, the remaining LG phones. Like, the rest of the phones that aren't Apple and Samsung are not new phones for the most part. It's just people that still have their old phone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Ed. I, I think that a lot of it has to do with just the fact that people aren't buying phones as much and also i don't i think that all of the non-samsung and apple options the way people look at it is it's a compromise there's always a lot of compromises that you don't have to make and here's the other thing phone service companies are more than happy to finance your phone and most americans like financing is the way that we do things. So if you if you say, yeah, you can have this phone for just $20 a month, you know, for a lot of people, that's one hour of work. That's their phone for the month, you know? Um, so I think that's a lot of it. You don't have to compromise on a cheaper phone, even if there's a lot of great options. You don't have to compromise getting a cheaper phone when you can just go to, you know, the phone store and they'll sell you this for $30 a month. This is as good as it yeah, gets. So was it Apple and Samsung just pushing harder with the U.S. carriers to get their phones to the front of the store with a good I don't, financing I don't plan? Think, or? I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I don't think it was Apple and Samsung. I think the carriers kind of like... Because it, it's, become, it's become more... It's become easier than ever to get a phone for a uh you know for a good price or, or not not for a good price carriers what I, I guess what i'm saying is carriers are more willing than ever to finance phones because they're making money from service right um and i think in the past there was more emphasis on buying the phone there were contracts and now you know what they do to incentivize you to keep them uh, with their service is these trade-in specials where the whole value of your trade-in is usually um, is usually uh, the, the amount to buy a new phone, but you have to keep the service for two or a lot of times three years now to continue getting the trading credits. They don't care about the phones. They're making a lot more money from the service. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm just. I'm surprised. Like, cause you say like the these other companies you you made you made a compromise 
for a cheaper phone. But like, yeah, I mean, okay, LG let's look and at Samsung and Motorola at their peak were not. Well, I say Motorola at their peak. LG and Sony made flagship phones that were okay. Not and a here's the thing: in how price and, or... and, and how many people? How many people bought them? I think the point was. It didn't really matter. I don't. I don't think phone hardware is what attracts people. Honestly, that like, it does to an extent. Like you want the nicest screen, but phone phones are just they're a very different market than a lot of other tech things. Um, yeah, and a lot of it has to do with interconnectedness, and Apple just has that. Oh yeah, well yeah, but like Samsung doesn't. Samsung does to an extent not to I that mean, level like, not to that level but if you're anti-apple which a lot of people are or you just hate ios what's your next best choice samsung gives you apple grade hardware to an extent uh with the android operating system and you know like if, if we're if we're talking about cheaper phones there's a lot of great cheaper phones out there today like the Galaxy A53, which we've talked about before. But you still have to make compromises, and when it boils down to it, if you're what if you're like most people and you're financing this phone, what's the point of saving five or ten dollars a month? Yeah. When you could just get the no compromise phone. I just I, I'm kinda like I'm just I'm just lost i don't know where i don't know where lg went wrong really because they were like the only one who he was able to compete for a while because nobody bought their phones but why didn't they it's not like they had it's not like samsung has a, a lot more name recognition than lg samsung and lg i put on like the same level in the global market where like their phones and their uh their tvs and like their lg electronics is like big brand but their phone like and, and their phones were flagship smartphones where i think they had samsung beat on a lot of things what did they do wrong is what i'm wondering you know i guess i didn't look into this enough when it happened it was just like all of a sudden lg's like yeah i guess we're not making smartphones when a lot of people i knew were getting some of their like kind of experimental like phones with like dual screen like folding like a, a dual screen unfolding phone or like the didn't they ha didn't lg make the the phone that rolls up wasn't there a phone that where the screen literally rolled up i think that was lg it was it was only a ces one year right yeah i feel like uh, it might have oh been they Xiaomi. had the rolling tv no lg had a rolling tv yeah yeah, yeah. lg had the rollable phone i just yeah it was 2021 ces yeah and that was like one of the last things they ever showed off from their phone. It's like they had a rolling phone. It was yeah. really cool. No, it was, and it was that same year they dropped out of the phone market. But you they know, had that, the, they had the T phone, like the flip, like the phone that like turned, and then your keyboard could be on the bottom, and you still have a full phone screen at the top. Like that, there's so many great things. They they had the modular phone back in like 2017 or 18, where it had like different yeah battery yeah, like module things where you could have a big battery but, or a bigger camera or well all Ed, these okay. things. Here's the thing, Ed. If if we're talking about why did none of this work, you're let's say you're a casual phone buyer, who wants to customize their phone with modules? Well, no, no, you that just was that buy was buy like, a phone that works. That was one yeah, of their no, extreme I, I ones. It. Where like, but like the LG, what was it? The LG like Z series 
or something like that was like the the regular yeah. flagship, and they were so good. But I I get it. I like. Um, you know, like I think most people buy phones that just work, and like for I mean I don't know it it, it it's also it depends on generation. Like older people just want to buy a phone that calls and sometimes texts, and that's it. Yeah, I I guess yeah. I mean, I I only have a phone because I want to call and text. You only have an iPhone because you want to call and text. You well, used to have a phone <laughs> that you did more with. Yeah, that's true. But I only need a phone that I call and text. Like I don't need anything more than. I barely than like that. I barely use my personal phone anymore. I I I only have my work phone on me during the day. During the day, it's an iPhone 13, and uh, you know. All of my personal contacts that need me know to know to text that phone, and uh, other than that, like I handle all of my work business on that phone. Like, I don't know why I even have this, because <laughs> I I don't really need it. Um, but that's the thing. Like more and more, like as time has gone on, it's become just a tool to me. And I'll have to uh, get going. Yeah, yeah. I, I we should we should wrap this up. So I don't know. I think I'm just I'm just I I reminisce of a time when we there were so many companies innovating because I feel like Apple and Samsung have just stag- stagnated the last few years. Where phones just I don't feel like they're getting these big jumps. And when you only have two companies trying to innovate, I feel like there's there's features and innovations that are left on the table that they're not going to because no no company has gone to it yet. You know the thing is Ed. Is that a bad thing? Like, this whole time we've been talking about the fact that phones, we just use them to make calls and texts. But the, the like, whole dream what more do we of, need our phone to do? But the dream the of the phone. Thing, the only thing that I really wish my phone had that it doesn't, and this isn't even, like, it doesn't matter, is a 120 hertz refresh rate. You oh, that's Pro, why that's why I went says. for the 13 yeah. Pro Max. I needed that refresh yeah. rate cuz I even though I'm I'm just scrolling through text, I need that. And that's that's just because it's easier on my eyes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's so much nicer um, to look at. But I I don't I don't need any more. I don't need any vast innovation. I don't really even take advantage of the cameras. I snap photos of things from time to time, but they're good enough. They're way more than good enough. They're more than I and, and you know, we like there are things that I don't I don't do a lot of things with my phone and there are probably things that I could do more of and but there are all these features that I think the phone could have that could make people's lives so much easier and I probably wouldn't even use it but I know it's cool I would look at it and be like wow that's a cool feature they're do, the, the, this company is really doing something I don't know I feel like once um, we stop once we stop innovating is when we stop caring and then well not I don't know how where I'm going with that but like. If we stop, if we stop innovating in the smartphone market, what's why keep innovating anywhere else? This is what like the only like every almost every single person at least like what like at least ninety percent of the country has a smartphone, mm-hmm. and not all of them have a desktop computer or a, a tablet or you know they have a phone and a TV and that's their their entire household yeah but 
And you know what? My my dad is the same way. He uses his phone and his iPad for everything. He doesn't even consider needing a computer because it does all of his computing tasks. Um, but how much better can they do it? iPads have M1s, Ed. I mean, th- I mean, we're getting somewhere with this the Samsung Z Fold series. Yeah, I don't think that's like I don't know. I genuinely, I'm not sure if, if that's going to become the norm. I'd like it. I really like that design. I really like the folding phone thing. I don't think I'll buy it because, again, like at the end of the day, this is a tool. It does what I need it to, and uh, you know, it has that synchronization. I mean, but, I think I would I would use my phone for so much more if it had, like, honestly, if it had a slightly bigger screen, I wouldn't need the tablet for, like, consuming video content. If I was able to, like, turn my phone and blow up the screen a bit bigger to watch, like, a YouTube video or some kind of TV show. Right. It's like the phone is just slightly too small to really be comfortable to watch things on personally. Uh... Like, the only time I pull up a YouTube video on it is, like, if I'm, like, listening to a tech review while I'm at work. And I'm, like, I'm doing, I'm actively doing something at work and not watching the video. But if I'm watching, if I'm actively watching something while I'm at work, I'm using the tablet. Mm-hmm. It's, I just feel like there's something missing. Why don't we, why don't we pick up this uh, conversation next week? Thank you for listening if you've listened this far i know i i honestly don't know what happened this last like 20 minutes but and you probably won't hear a lot of it because ed will cut it out i i no i don't know i might cut out a thing or two but i yeah i mean we'll have to see matt it was a pleasure as always to to, to see you and talk to you uh and I, i look forward to recording again next week if you'd like to reach out to us send us any feedback questions anything podcast at metaversemedia.com send us an email i know it's probably weird for people to email now maybe we should figure out a way for people to be able to text the email i wonder if that's possible i think we could probably get a phone number and have the text Uh, routed to the email i think it's possible but yeah i think if you'd be interested in that send us an email (laughs) podcast at (laughs) metaversemedia.com Would you rather text? Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Wait, and this was episode eight? Eight.